Welcome to Jeff in Motion. End of a long week edition. Um, I've actually got like, in the last two days, I've added a ton of stuff to my list of topics I want to talk about. Um, so that's awesome. I won't be stumbling for uh, topics. Um, I've got two things I want to hit today. Uh, smaller and then a potentially longer, but yeah. So, first thing on my agenda for today is my diet, again. Um, I told you guys a little while ago that I was, you know, I was going to stop being as anal retentive about the diet. My focus is no longer to lose weight, it is to maintain weight. Um, at or around 165 pounds, I can say that I have been successful with that. Um, today I want to talk to you about, um, I'm pretty sure I talked before that I use the Lose It app, which is a calorie counting app, and it helps you track your weight, and, um, it's very handy, um, and I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to discredit it as being a good resource for dieting, but I am... Officially, I deleted it today from my phone because I found something I like a lot better um, for several reasons. And I'm going to talk to you guys about that. And um, so, yeah, I found, well, here's, here's a few of the reasons I'm leaving behind the Lose It app. Um, one, its main function is to count calories. Um, and that has been kind of, it's kind of, Depending on who you talk to, but it's pretty unanimously determined that counting calories isn't the best way to diet. It is more about what you eat and the quantities of you eat, not the arbitrary numbers assigned to... Well, they're not arbitrary, but, like, all calories are not created equal. Like, calories from fruit are way different than calories from pizza. Um, so there's that. And also... Um, it isn't, like, entering your food can become tedious at times. Um, and I had gotten it down to a pretty good system, but, so those are, those are my, and I mean, yes, there is the community part of the app, but very few of my friends use it, and I was the only one who used it daily. Um, there's the fact that you earn badges, which is night, which is, it's, it's neat, but it's nothing, not something that will keep me using an app. Um, what I moved to is the Argus, A-R-G-U-S app. Um, it was a featured app on the App Store last week, and I decided I would check it out. Um, and I've got to say that I am absolutely in love um, because, well, several reasons. First and foremost, it's pretty. It is a beautiful application. Um, I, I genuinely enjoy the user interface, um, it really, it's, it's great, it's very great. Um, the main feature that, uh, you'll notice right away is it's a pedometer. It measures the amount of steps you take at all times when it's running. So here's the thing, um, while that's cool, it's not what I use it for, it's not, like, it's not the reason I love it as much as I do. Um, it's just an added bonus. People who aren't using an iPhone 5, though, 
um, may run into an issue where it will destroy your battery. Um, the iPhone 5 has the M7 chip, which allows it to uh, the pedometer to run at pretty much uh, negligible effect to your battery. So that, like, that's that. Uh, those of you with an iPhone 5, go check this out. This app out. It is free. At least it was last week. Um, but in addition to that, um, not only does it track your steps per day, um, it tracks many other things. Um, you can take a pic, and it tracks what you eat. But the way it does it is, you just take a picture of what you eat. And I'm finding because I used both apps for these last five days, and I uh, decided and I was going to pick one to stay with. And Argus is definitely all the way. Um, you just snap a picture of what you're eating. It doesn't save the picture to the camera roll unless you want it to, so it's not taking up extra space. Um, and then you just you see what you've eaten, and that's a much better way to. It's a much better way to track, uh, in my opinion, just because it's, a vi- it's visually like, this is what I actually ate. It's not my best guess, according to the Lose It app. Also, um, I'm finding that it's kept me a lot more honest. Um, like, I could sneak uh, a cracker or something, and I could enter one cracker into the Lose It app. Um, and yes, it's only like, 15, 20 calories, so whatever, but if I actually have to take a picture of it, there, if there's photographic evidence of this little snack that I don't need to have there, I f- I'm finding myself just like, because I'm very rigid about rules, the rules I'm like, follow using these applications, if I put it in my mouth, I take a picture of it. Um, so, th- it has made me reconsider snacking far more than the Lose It app ever did. Also, I would find that setting, like, a calorie limit in your day, um, I would be like, oh, I've got, like, an extra 800 calories, I can have a cupcake. Um, that is not something I have with the Argus, because there isn't a limit. Um, so it's just like, (laughs) do I really need this? Becomes more of a thing. Um, and you can also, but you also, uh, the three main things, uh, it's, uh, it, it tracks so many things and, um, you can look at all your statistics in the bar graph, like it tracks your weight, it tracks the amount of cups of coffee or tea or cans of soda or bar- bottles of beer you drink in a day, um, and one of the, like, you can, there are three categories of things that you can set goals for daily. Um, number of steps taken, number of glasses of water drinking, and uh, hours slept. And I'll talk about the hours slept in a bit. But, so, um, and it reminds you if you haven't had a glass of water in three hours. So it, it helps, it's helping me keep hydrated, which is, I mean, everyone knows drinking water is, is healthy and a good, good for you. Um... But it, you can also put in your weight, and um, you can track, like, I when I jog in place, I say that I'm starting a run, and it measures the fact that I ran for an hour. Um, and it all shows up on this really pretty uh, hexadecimal grid, and all the little bubbles rearrange themselves, uh, active, like, 
as you enter things. It's really, really cool. I really like it. Um, now, here are some of the things that it tracks that, uh, that actually really impressed me. Um, the company that made it also made a handful of other apps, which uh, one is for tracking your uh, heart rate, which um, is actually a pretty incredible piece of technology. You put your finger over the camera on your iPhone, and it measures minuscule changes in the color of your finger to check your heart rate. So you can check your heart rate, and that will, and you um, you do that in their other app, and you log in with Facebook. Um, you don't have to have it post for you, which is nice. Um, you lo- uh, and so then you, you check your heart rate in the app, and then you go back to the Argus app, and boom, it's there. Um, there's also a stress meter. Um, uh, it measures your heart rate for up for like w- a period of one to two minutes, and then uh, do uh, based on um, how regular how regulated your heartbeat is, it gives you a pr- stress percentage. So, like, you know, 100 being way, like, oh my god, you're stressed. Zero being you are cool as a cucumber. And then another and the, another app they have is a sleep monitoring app. And that, uh, you lay your iPhone face down on your bed near you as you sleep, and it measures how, it uses the, uh, the motion sense in the iPhone to see how much you're moving, and it can tell whether you're awake, whether you're in light sleep or in deep sleep. So it monitors that. And on your way, and it, you, you can set it like, because you also, it is an alarm. So you can set it to wake you up like any other alarm, but you can also give it a window of time that you would like to wake up in, and it finds when you are coming out of deep sleep and wakes you up then, so that you feel the most rested because that's naturally that's when you're supposed to wake up is as you're coming out of a deep sleep um and you can set a five five to 30 minute window for to wake up in so that's pretty darn cool um i really like it and it's working well so far i mean granted i have cats and a dog and a wife that share my bed so it's not a hundred percent accurate but it it's so far in the four days I've used it, uh, four nights I've used it, it's held pretty accurate. And like, they also have a handful of exercise apps, which I have not looked into yet, but I might in the future. And here's the thing, I usually don't like when an app takes me to another app to do the functionality. Like, I would have preferred if all of this functionality was within one app, but it's a lot of functionality, so I, I give it a pass. And the thing is, uh, the, this, uh, all these apps have free versions which also sync with Argus. So you don't need to pay a cent for any of this functionality I've talked to you about. And, um, but granted, if you do pay for the heart rate, the stress rate, and the sleeping, which all just add a few features... Um, it's only about six bucks, which that's not bad, considering all the uh, data you can acquire from them. Um, the app also will sync with a Bluetooth scale, which is like 150 bucks. Um, so I'm not going to be getting it anytime soon. So it'll also track your body perce- fat percentage and BMI. 
Um, my one complaint so far is that you can't manually add body fat percentage because I do have a scale that measures that, but it's not Bluetooth enabled, unfortunately. So, and it, you take all this data and you, and it puts out a nice bar graph for all of that data, but it all, it puts out two bar graphs and you can compare any one set of data with any other set of data. So you could compare like how many steps per day to what your max heart rate was that day or what your weight is that day to what kind of food you're eating that day. Um, it's very, it's, I am a statistics nut. I love having all these numbers laid out for me. Um, I especially love that it's visually appealing and I've, weight is not my main goal anymore. Um, general health is. And two things that I really need to work on is my stress level and how I sleep. And those are things that it's allowing me to check, um, and track. So I've got to say, if you've, and if you've got an iPhone, check this out. You don't, if you don't have an iPhone 5S though, I might advise against the pedometer, um, just because your bet is your battery life will suffer. So that has been my little, I'm currently fairly obsessed with this, with tracking all of the data I possibly can on <laughs> in this app. And I really enjoy it. Um, if and when I check out the exercise apps they have that also sync with Argus, I will make sure to let you guys know. Um, maybe I, uh, maybe I'll email this podcast to them with, uh, telling them I reviewed their app glowingly and maybe they'll, uh, give me a little something, something. Uh, probably not though. That's not usually how it works, uh, when you only have 80 listeners. Anyway, so you 80 listeners, you tell people to listen to this and then tell those people to tell people to listen to this and so on and so forth, uh, pay it forward, and then maybe I'll be able to get a, uh, an Am- uh, iTunes card from them to buy their apps instead of just using the free versions. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, the second thing I wanted to talk about, um, not as, not something I'm only set, well, okay, here we are. The big news this week has been the government shutdown. And I've got a few, a few feelings on this. Um, one thing, one, first thing I'm going to talk about, which has been in my notes program for ages now, is it's not all Obama's fault. Granted, Mr. Obama has made some decisions that I am not fond of um, and was not expecting when I elected him, when I voted for him twice, like drone strikes and uh, things of, and NSA and, or that was a really bad example, like drone strikes and uh, signing Monsanto bills in and whatnot. Um, so I can't say he is infallible, 
But here's the thing, and I'm going to hop right to NSA, then I'll go to the uh, government shutdown. Not everything is his fault. Um, Obama is not king of the United States. Uh, he, it is impossible for him to know absolutely everything that's going on in the government. Um, that isn't his job. His job is to, like, make decisions when they are presented to him. Um, the NSA has been running since before he was president. Um, there's no good reason why that should have been at the forefront of his attention when it all broke. Now, granted, how the administration has reacted to Snowden and whatnot, I can't approve of that. Uh, He should have been heralded as a hero and not as a criminal. But, I mean, so I, I I can justify blame in the Obama administration for that, for the uh, negative reaction to the whistleblowing, but I can't blame him for NSA itself because he really had, uh, if any, very, very little to do with that happening at all. And here's the thing. I've used this argument to defend a president before, back when I was a little... Um, good Christian boy conservative, um, I used to argue with my liberal friends, well, you know, the war in Iraq it isn't entirely George Bush's fault. You know, he has hundreds of people working for him that all told him it was a good idea. Um, and that still holds true. I'm not going to say George Bush was a good president. He wasn't. But I, th- I do think he gets seated with an unfair amount of blame for some of the things that happened. But that is the position of president, is the scapegoat for the United States. Anything that goes wrong, they get blamed for. Obama is getting blamed for things that started in Bush's administration. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. And if you were to spend more than 30 seconds thinking about it, Blaming him for a lot of the things he gets blamed for on a daily basis doesn't make any goddamn sense. Now, this government shutdown. Um, I'm about as informed as The Daily Show keeps me informed. And I'd like to think that's that's fairly informed, but I'm not going to pretend it isn't unbiased. <laughs> um, I think it's rather unbiased because they tend to give everybody shit if they do something stupid. Um, but, anyway, from what I can tell, the, the Republicans are holding the United States government hostage because, because the 41 times they tried to get Obamacare repealed, it didn't work. If you try something 41 times and it doesn't work... And then you just hold the government ransom because you didn't get your way after trying 41 times. That's like, I mean, there is so little confidence in the United States government right now because they've made it an absolute circus. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my dad referring to the Congress as a circus. This is nothing compared to the way it is now. Um, it is such an insultingly broken system, but I don't have any answers. I just know that it doesn't work. I have, like, 
I can't even pretend to tell you what we should do about it. Um, and I mean, all I can say is pay more attention when you vote. Um, pay attention and try to be informed about the jackasses you're voting for. Because, uh, obviously, we weren't. And, uh, holy shit, like, I've heard a lot of good ideas. Like, Congress people should be limited to the amount of times they can serve consecutively, like the president. Um, and, like, uh... Congress shouldn't be paid during a government shutdown. Those are great ideas. Um, I don't know how to go about getting them in. Uh, basically, I need to find out which Congress people would vote for bills like that and then vote for them. Um, that's the thing. There's no quick answer to any of this. Um, a story on Reddit, which I didn't fact check on, but I'm pretty sure holds true, is... The government of Australia had a very similar shutdown um, ages ago, and still being under the Queen, the Queen fired the entirety of Parliament, and every single position was re-elected. God damn do I wish we had someone with that power right now, because that is desperately needed. Just a total, fuck this, I quit, everyone is fired everyone is getting re-elected. That, to me, sounds like a great plan. But we just... And here's the thing. Why is there not... Why, why is there not a, uh, a contingency plan for this? Why is this allowed to happen? Why is it allowed for the government to be... <laughs> shut down. I, I mean, again, I have no answers. These are just my thoughts that I'm shouting and making my throat dry way, way too early in this podcast. <clears throat> so I don't have answers, but I know that this is all horse shit. Um, and some, there needs to be some changes coming. And, like, I'm not going to talk about the Affordable Care Act, um, a.k.a. Obamacare. Um, honestly, my personal opinion is I would gladly pay extra taxes for everyone in the United States to just be able to walk into a doctor whenever. Um, it's working for Canada. It's working for um, pretty much all of our developed allies. It's... Uh, but, again, I don't have a lot of data on it, so I'm not going to stand... Like, I am willing to hear why it won't, be, it won't work. But if your only argument is, I don't want to pay more taxes, that doesn't fly for me. Um, I'll gladly pay more taxes to help everyone in the United States. Maybe that's just me. Um, and, I mean, then we can move on to... Uh, socialized higher education, but I mean, I mean, granted, I'll bet you anything I'd pay less in taxes than I have out in loans. I'll just say that. And I mean, yes, higher minimum wage, all this stuff sounds great to me, but I, like, again, I, I don't have the data 
to demand these things. I just know that I like the way they sound. They sound good to me. Now, something that really, really bugged me um, Monday, or was it Tuesday, the day the government shut down, was so many, like, it seemed almost unanimous. I saw it all over Facebook, Twitter, the people talking in my office. They're like, yeah, you know, the state park people don't get paid, and the PennDOT people don't, or I don't know if PennDOT doesn't get paid, but, like, the, you know, government workers don't get paid, but... The welfare people still get their food stamps. Surprise, surprise. And I'm like, why in motherfucking God is this welfare people's fault? It is no one's fault other than the government, not welfare people. And, like, that brings up a greater point of there is a... It is... Absolutely, 100% socially acceptable to just shit all over anyone who accepts welfare. And it's bullshit. And here's the thing. I know there are people that abuse the system. But when people tend to shit on, make fun of, criticize people on welfare, they generalize. They absolutely generalize because there isn't just one group of people that are on welfare. There are people who are on unemployment. There are people who um, get, who are on food stamps. There are pe- like there there are many different variations of being aka on welfare. And guess fucking what? A lot of those people, I don't have any numbers, but I'm going to say, um, without any data to back it up, that probably the majority of the people on welfare actually deserve to be on it. And no one, no one is proud or happy to be on welfare that is actually, you know, not abusing the system. So to see constantly people who are often barely out of their parents' house shitting all over people on welfare, it hurts me. It it offends me because they're just shitting all over a group of people who are basically just exist to be shit on socially. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I grew up thinking people on welfare were the scum of the earth. That not a single person on welfare wasn't abusing the system. They were all lazy, and that is what I was taught. That is, and not like mom and dad didn't sit me down at a little desk with a test to be like, you know, welfare people are A, real people, B, the scum of the earth, C, illegal aliens, D, both A and C, they, or wait, no, both B and C, they didn't do that. They didn't, like, literally teach me that welfare people are the scum of the earth, but in conversations they had with each other and just general, and, like, and 
through the rhetoric and political um, mumbo-jumbo that they would reiterate, that is what I became to believe. And it was one of the last um, co- like conservative ideologies I lost. And the only way I lost it is finding myself in a position where I needed to go on welfare. I was still in school, and granted, I know I'm still in school, but I was going to school full-time. I was working a part-time job, no benefits. Aeson was in the same position, and Aeson gets pregnant. And she doesn't, like, just get pregnant. I mean, I know how pregnancies happen. And um, I've talked before that um, while our pregnancy was unplanned, it wasn't undiscussed. Uh, we had discussed that, hey, we're going to go off birth control and what happens, happens. So it wasn't like, oh shit, how did this happen? Uh, We knew what we were doing. And it took some convincing on Aeson's part for me to agree to apply for welfare Um, And what we were applying for was to get health insurance because that's what we really needed because having a baby involves a fuck ton of doctor's appointments, just shit we did not have money for. And that's what we applied for. We, we, and like, you don't just walk into the welfare office and say, "Mm, I feel poor, give me money. That's not the way it fucking works. You have to provide evidence of your income of the amount of money you have in savings. And they verify that. It is not a cakewalk. It was a over a month-long process of, like, counseling and providing uh, docu- uh, documents to them to, to get us to the point where we can get this health insurance. And... So we, what, what ends up happening is we end up getting health insurance and food stamps. That is what we qualified for. And um, the health insurance was only for Aislinn and our unborn child. Um, and that would be good for up until a year after the child was born. So Aislinn was covered with health insurance. Um, and Morgan, the, our unborn daughter Morgan, was covered... Both of them were covered up until the time Morgan was one year old. And... I had to prove to them that... Okay, so here... So, yeah. And then we we would also be on food stamps until we no longer qualified. And... While it is possible to get, like, candy and things like that with food stamps, we always used it for healthy food. And if we got, like, if we got anything in addition, that would be our money. We would pay for, like, snack foods, unnecessary foods with our money, because, goddammit, we were responsible. And in the process of getting on welfare, I had to prove to them that I was making strides to getting out of the financial space I was. 
I had to either, there were, I had several options. I had to either prove to them that I was applying for better jobs or that I was furthering my education, which I was. So in order to maintain welfare, I had to be, continue to be in school and prove to them that I was actively attempting to better my position in the world, in financially. So it was work. Like, I had to, like, and granted, it was stuff I was planning on doing anyway, but I couldn't just be fucking around and continue to get welfare. And I remember in the first month or two, um, I, I hid the fact that I was on food stamps um, from everyone I could because I was ashamed that I had become one of the scum of the earth leeches off of society. And like even going through the process, which was not an easy process, didn't let me see that that was an incorrect stereotype that I had been brought up with. I was part of the system and I still saw my... It didn't allow me to see that, oh wait, there are decent human beings in this system. It made me see myself as absolute scum. And it, it ate at me. It, it absolutely was a monkey on my back. I hated that fact. And it took me a while to realize that I was wrong and one of the big things that helped me was admitting it to my mother. Um, and I don't remember why it came up, but it came up. And I, I admitted to her that I was on food stamps and I like, and I was like, I don't say anything. I know that this makes me a leech off society. You and Dad taught me that. I I know that I am the scum of the earth because of this. I know that. But Mom, I am I'm actively working to get out of it. I'm trying as hard as I can to not be the, like this. To not be a disappointment to you. And I didn't use this like these words exactly, but it was very similar. And I was like choking back, just shame and anger. And I did. I broke down crying, talking to my mother, telling her that I was accepting food stamps, which was not enough to eat for a month. By the way, I still had to supplement my dietary, uh, my grocery income with my own income. And I was so ashamed of this that I broke down crying with my mother because I was one of those people. I was one of those horrible scum that are on welfare. And um, it was... And I, you know, my mom isn't that person. She obviously didn't look down on me um, we had a intelligent discussion and um, learning that she did not judge me in any way about this 
and her even admitting to me that, you know, the fact that, you know, my actual, my children, my child is, like, is using this system and correctly really changes, that. like, I genuinely changed her opinion of the welfare system that day. Um, simply by showing her how hard I was working to try and not be in it. And her, like, her reassuring me that she didn't think I was scum of the earth. And, and I mean, granted, this is stuff that my wife already knew and had told me. And um, I was an idiot for not believing her. But trust me, um, if there isn't a running thread through Jeff and Motion, it's, I probably should have believed my wife in the first place. Um... Because she's lived more life than I have and is genuinely wiser than I am. But. Um. Anyway. I... So, you know, I, I came to accept it. And I continued to work at it. And I, you know, I went on. And I got my education. And I got a better job. And, you know, and the thing was, like, the amount of food stamps I got fluctuated. It, I wasn't locked in or anything. There was a point, where, right when Morgan was born, that we actually were getting a really respectable amount of money given to us to eat. And... We used it for... I mean, God damn it, we used it correctly. We used it for food for us and our baby. Um, but then... As I began to make more money, I eventually got the jo- I believe it's the job I have now. Um, and I st- got a significant increase in income... Here's the thing. As soon as I got that increase in income, I lost almost exactly that much in welfare. So it got, I, you know, I worked hard and I got that better job and I got myself into a better place financially and managed to stay in exactly the same place financially because now I didn't have the help anymore. And I've stayed in that place pretty much to this day. And have lost, like, I've, you know, and I'm still working hard and trying to better my position in this world. But it is not a fast process and it is not an easy process. So all of those emotions bubble up when people are like, fuh. Stupid welfare people are still getting their food stamps. I worked really hard to not get food stamps. And I still feel... In fact, I feel worse off than I did when I was on food stamps. Because I don't have any help anymore. And granted, I mean... I I did... Like, it wasn't so much that I was dependent... 
but it god damn did it really really help and it it was it was a buffer it was something that really helped out and so <laughs> this is a very specific example um they were talking about the government shutdown at work and someone was like yeah but you know, the welfare people still get their food stamps. And I was just, I was seeing, I was blind with rage. And um, I genuinely do not like to jump into political conversations. Because like I said earlier, I, I'm not terribly informed. I don't have data to back up arguments. And unlike other people, I don't feel comfortable making arguments without a solid, without proof of what I'm talking about. I don't like just spewing what I heard on The Daily Show and yelling until they believe it or get tired of talking to me. That is not the way I like to converse. So I was holding my tongue. I'm holding my tongue. And then they go, and then someone goes, yeah, and the, and the welfare people are still getting their food stamps. And I just, I had had too much. And I just, I go, yes, heaven forbid that they eat. And, uh, in pretty much that tone of voice as well. And then went back to silence. And there was a, there was like a 30 second moment of silence. And thank God nobody like challenged me on it because I wasn't, I, w- I would have just shut down and been like, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but then they went back to blaming Obama, so, you know, hooray for them. And, and then, like, all that day and the following days, I'm just on Facebook and, like, watching people just be shitty to people on welfare. And, like, I know, guys, I know... The people abuse the system. And trust me, no one has, no one dislikes people who abuse welfare more than people who don't abuse welfare or didn't abuse welfare. They are making it. I was ashamed for the person I was. I was ashamed of myself as a human being. Completely unnecessarily. I was completely wrong in that. But I, I couldn't help it because that is what society taught me. That if you receive help from your government, you are bad. and You are wrong. And guess what? That's what that fucking program is there for. To help people who need it. Because guess fucking what? Helping people is a good thing. For shit's sake. And I mean, I could talk about how it's the people who claim to be the most Christian who seem to have the biggest problem with helping others um, via their tax money. Um, Fuck, whatever. That's a, that's a point that's been beaten to, into the ground. And, 
I made it through that system. And um, that system is built to get you out of it. But fucking A, is it not in a gradual way? They boot you out as soon as you're making as much as they're paying you. And the system is fatally flawed that had I not have the support system I do, if I didn't have my mother and father to to help me out with a place to live, I would 100% be back in that system right now. If I was just on my own, I would 100% be back in that system because I would be paying rent and I would be paying utilities that I just don't have the money for. The system is fatally flawed in that it is built it like it is monstrously difficult to get out of. And I got out of it, but I only barely got out of it and I sit on the edge of that program every day and fear going back into it. Not because I'm the scum of the earth, but just because I know that means that I am not financially able to support my own family, which is just something that I don't like. And I granted, I know I'm not the only one out there. And I know I am working harder than a lot of people out there. And I care more than a lot of people out there. And I should be proud of myself, but I still fear losing that ability to support my family as much as I do and it isn't a lot (sighs) I think I've said about as much as I can say on that I'm going to hop onto my list real quick See if I don't have any shorties I can talk about. Um. Ah, ah, okay. This is this is topical also. Um, this very much involves uh, conversations I've had with people, my wife, um, my other wife, Bill Russum, um, about things. And this is um, just a personality trait of mine. I, I worry and I fret about the future of things. Like my mom, which I've been plugging really heavily on this and on Facebook. Um, I worry that we won't have enough people at the show. And that won't that our, the new venue will not uh, ask us back. And... I worry that we will get a bunch of people to the show and then the show will be subpar and they won't go they won't come back the next time and they won't tell people to come back the next time. Um and like I, I gen and like I get into worry cycles and I genuinely get stressed out about it. And I'm like, guys, we gotta make sure that we are doing absolutely everything within our power to get as many people there and make it the best show possible. And Bill, who is the yin to my yang in this situation, and, um, and my wife, who, who took the, a very similar position on a very different conversation about finances, um, 
Bill and my wife were both like, dude, chill. One day at a time. Things aren't as bad as you think they are. You know, just, you know, take things as they happen. Let them, you know, and then react as they do. And here's the thing. I don't like that answer, even though it's very, there's a lot of wisdom to it. And there's, like, they're not wrong. But I feel, I fear that if I just wait for something to happen, if something bad happens, I won't be equipped to deal with that. So I have to, in order to feel okay, I have to feel that I am being proactive, that I am actively working towards a solution to potential issues that I see. And that's not a bad plan either. What I really need to work on is the level of anxiety I feel over not like the the potential uh, catastrophes that could happen. I need to be able to have an attitude like uh, my wives, Bill Russum and Ace and Kunkel, just be like, you know, chill out. It's cool. We'll deal with it when it happens. And take actively be proactive towards potential issues and like I feel like I'm doing that with uh, Mike No Mike Open Mic I am I'm promoting and I am you know like hey guys you know you've performed at my mom before and you were really great is it possible you can be there and like I, I am I've broken a lot of my kind of uh, social uh, rules in I am shamelessly promoting this show. Um, I've been promoting it um, every Monday from the mom page, the popular outcast page, and my personal Facebook page, um, my personal Facebook account. And um, as we get within the next two weeks, I'm probably going to start promoting it. Um, next week, I'm going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And the week of, I'm probably going to promote it daily. Just because I... And that that is me being proactive. That is me, like, you know, there'll probably be enough people there. But I'm going to make sure that I had a hand in getting a few extra people there. And as far as finances goes, um, that's a little harder. But um, there are things that I can't really talk about that I'm, you know, I'm also being proactive. I am making an effort to get out of the financial situation I'm in. And I need to, rather than get super worked up and like anxious and sad and bummed out about it, I need to just take solace in the fact that I'm not doing nothing. I am actively trying to get myself out of the the situation that I perceive as not good and the potential worst situation I could fall into if things don't change. And um, 
So I'm basically I'm saying that we're both me and my wives are correct that you know planning for the future and having a plan and acting on that plan is not a bad thing getting super worked up and and having crazy anxiety over if that plan doesn't work that's not healthy and just taking things as they come is great it's an absolutely also a completely viable plan and um through those interactions I've had this week, I feel like I've grown um, in being able to kind of relax a little. Um, I could easily fall back into my anxiety spiral. I often do, but I hope that I'll be better at getting myself out of it. Um, man, my throat hurts. So, uh, summary, um, if you got an iPhone, I don't know if it's on the uh, Google Play Store, check it out. It's the Argus Life Tracking app. Um, it's free. Take a look. Give it a try if you're interested in uh, tracking your statistics, your life statistics. Um, and don't be shitty to welfare people. Um, a lot of them aren't shitty. In fact, I do know and have known a handful of people on welfare, and I can genuinely say none of them were abusing it. So be mindful that uh, their welfare people, guess what, are people. Um, this has been Jeff in Motion. Um, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye.